Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So sometimes I record a podcast each week, and then other times I will get on a roll and I will pre-record two or three episodes at a time. So that is what I'm doing today. And let's just hop right into it. We are having a discussion on the competence ladder and why you need to understand where both you and your teams are within that ladder. So let's quickly recap. The competence ladder was created by Noelle Birch at Gordon Training International, and it helps us evaluate our skills and our awareness of our skills. As a brief recap, you can be unconsciously incompetent. That's when you don't know what you don't know. You can be consciously incompetent. That's where you are aware of a skill that you don't yet have. We can be consciously competent. And that's when we know that we're good at something or that we have confidence that we can complete something. And finally, we can be unconsciously competent. And that's when we are so good at a skill that we are no longer aware that we have it. It just feels very second nature to us. Now, there are a few reasons why you want to evaluate where you or others might be on the competence ladder. Number one, if you aren't aware of the skills that your team lacks and neither are they, you might find yourself taking on work that could be or should be done by somebody else. Said another way, if you have a teammate who has a lot of unconscious inabilities, chances are you might be doing work that they are fully capable of learning how to do and that might better suit their pay grade. Number two, research shows that any true behavior change requires not only that we challenge our mindset, but also that we're going to have to struggle with some emotional effort in order to get that behavior change to stick. So if you are in the process of learning a new skill, you're going to need to give yourself grace to feel whatever emotions come up. Because if you don't, you might end up being unnecessarily hard on yourself, which is going to stagnate your progress. And then finally, like we mentioned, learning new skills means oftentimes feeling frustrated or challenged. So if you are guiding a teammate through learning a new skill, you have to be aware of what phase they're in. Otherwise, you might lose patience with them, which that will also stunt their growth. So today we're going to dive into number one, as this is where I see a lot of our property managers getting stuck doing more work than they need to be doing, especially those managers who identify as people pleasers or overachievers. One of the common statements I hear managers make over and over again is that they know that they could teach someone on their team how to do something, but it's just faster for them to do it on their own. Are you with me here? I bet a few of you are blushing a little bit right now. Delegating can be a long and daunting process. It's not uncommon that we fear that someone else is going to make a mistake that then we're going to have to go back and clean up. 
When we imagine delegating something to someone else, again, this is something that's very innate to us. It's natural. We can do it easily. Oftentimes what can happen is we fear getting caught up in those little details and we don't want to take the time to explain what needs to be done. So we can get into this false narrative that it's easier to just do it ourselves. But here's the thing. When we tell ourselves that we end up with a lot of tasks on our plate and then we end up feeling overwhelmed and burned out later. So the exact opposite is true. When we're telling ourselves that it's easier if we just do it ourselves, oftentimes we end up with far too much on our plate and nothing is easy at all. If you want to have more time for yourself, delegation is essential. We have to be willing to slow down temporarily so that we can speed our teams up over the long run. If you're not taking the time to teach your team what you do and why you do it, you're not going to have the space and time that you need to focus on your higher level tasks. If you remember from episode nine, this can be the difference between spoon feeding your team versus teaching them skills that they need to have. Back in episode number nine, it was called The Difference Between Supporting and Controlling. Told a story where I caught myself having the unconscious ability to stay calm with distraught residents. We talked about this on last week's episode as well. If you haven't listened to episode number nine, I'm going to book it in the show notes so that you can go back and listen to it later. But to catch you up, there was a time where I was very protective of my leasing team. I did not want them to get yelled at by upset residents, mainly because I feared that if they were heckled too much by the residents, that they were going to quit their job as leasing agents and then I would be down a person again. Okay, so what ended up happening was that Anytime I heard a resident raise their voice at one of my leasing agents, I would stop whatever I was doing and I would go handle the situation. Like I mentioned at the time, I really feared that if a leasing agent got yelled at repeatedly, that they'd likely hate their job and want to leave. But let's be honest here, being a successful leasing agent or assistant manager does require you to be able to provide great customer service in the face of someone who is upset. So because I had that unconscious ability to de-escalate a situation, I ended up doing most of the de-escalation. And as a result of that, it really wasn't uncommon that I would get phone calls on the weekends from my leasing agents. And I was having to calm the leasing agent down because they had been berated by an upset tenant. It also wasn't uncommon that I would come in on Monday morning with plenty of notes from the leasing team about interactions that didn't go well with tenants. And so the tenant was requesting to speak to the manager, which was me. De-escalation is a skill you can learn. But again, if you aren't aware that you're the only one carrying the skill, you may be getting called in to handle interactions that your leasing team and or your assistant manager should be fully capable of doing on their own. Now, this doesn't just apply to de-escalation. I'm just using that example because it was the one that we talked about last week. This is something that I see time and time again with high achieving property managers. They possess either skills or knowledge that the rest of the team doesn't have. And this is likely because our high achieving property managers are typically people who are into personal development. Many of them have obtained 
additional designations from IRM or NAA. Um, they're often taking classes and going to conferences. So again, these managers gain all of these skills and knowledge that, that the rest of their team doesn't have. And as a result of that, there are certain tasks or sometimes certain tenants that only they can handle. So sometimes what started as making an attempt to expand your knowledge, you end up pigeonholing yourself into doing more work because you're the only one who knows how to do it. I remember I was working for a third-party client who had their own software and it was really crappy software, but I had used it years ago. So I was the only one in the management office who knew how to run certain reports. And guess what happened? I ended up running a lot of reports for other people who could have easily learned how to use the software themselves. Now, I'm not pointing the finger at others and blaming them for my workload. One thing that we really need to get straight here is that we are all in charge of the amount of work that we put on our own plates. I don't let my clients fall into the victim mentality, and I'm not going to let you do that either, my friend. What I am asking you to consider is that you may have some skills or knowledge or talents that are now second nature to you, and so you've become unaware of them. As a result of that, you might have additional work on your plate, and that's okay. As you uncover what those skills may be, you can start playing around with the idea that most of these skills are teachable. And if they are, teaching that skill to other people is going to pay off in a number of ways. First of all, teaching others is a beautiful chance to be a mentor and create really meaningful connection with a teammate. Second of all, cross-training your team increases the value that you provide the property because you have managed to increase someone's capacity in some way, which means that everyone can get more done together. Third, when you're teaching someone a skill, that requires you to improve your own communication skills because you have to break that skill or knowledge down into smaller digestible pieces. Teaching someone something is another way to learn it better. And then finally, as you teach others how you do whatever it is that you do, you or the person that you're teaching might come up with some new ways to get something done. If you are a general manager or if you are a regional, you've got to keep in mind that your team is looking up to you. In most cases, your team wants to impress you because they either want to advance their career get a pay raise, or both. There are plenty of employees who are 100% satisfied with the position and pay that they have, but in many cases, your team members are looking for more. Learning directly from you helps you develop a stronger relationship with your teammates. And if you do this really well, it can also help keep your team committed to their job and loyal to the company. Plus, you get bonus points if this employee teaches whatever skill they just learned from you to someone else, because now your efforts are paying off exponentially. This industry is fast paced. And oftentimes we are just running from one task to the next. 
Now I know, and this is super exciting. I know that a lot of universities are rolling out degrees in specifically property management, but we got to be honest here. The only way to really learn how to do this job is to learn on the fly. We are learning skills and tools every day, but we aren't always aware of the ways that we are growing. Due to how busy this industry is, we don't always have the gift of being able to stop and pat ourselves on the back for a job well done. Now, this is another reason why I love journaling so much. Every once in a while, I will go back and read through some of my journal entries from years ago. And it's amazing. There are things that used to seem so challenging or scary. And now some of those things are just second nature to me. I really appreciate that I have a record of those moments because it allows me to bring awareness to the ways in which I have grown. This is another reason why I create journal questions for all of these episodes is so that you can do the same, so that you can see just how much you've grown and so that you can account for all of the new skills and traits and knowledge that you have. Another reason why I love this is because when you have a record of those skills that are now just second nature to you, you can go back and trace the steps of how you grew so that you can teach others how to do the same. So I want to invite you to take it to the next level. When you consistently self-reflect, it's going to be so much easier for you to witness just how much you've grown. And all of this is available to you for free. Every week we send out journal prompts to help you on your journey to better work-life balance. So hop on over to our website and check it out, my friend. It is at annahavelyana.com backslash journal. That's A-N-N-A-J-A-V as in verge, E-L-L-A-N-A.com backslash journal. Okay, everyone, until next time. I love you. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.